Well, good evening. Merry Christmas. Welcome to all of you. Thank you for coming and for coming so late. What a joy to have all of you here tonight. I'd like to reflect with you for just a few minutes on just two verses from that reading from Luke that we just heard. We'll get there in a moment. You can turn there in your Bibles if you want to, but you don't have to. We'll just look at two verses. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 11. It's good that we gather together on Christmas Eve, and it's good that we gather together at night. Not only because it was in the night when the angel appeared to the shepherds, but also because it was in the nighttime of the world when the light of Jesus broke through. The precondition for the coming of the light was darkness. Not only a real physical darkness, it was nighttime, but a real spiritual darkness. The precondition for the coming of the light is always darkness. Jesus shines most brightly in the night. There's a poem slash carol by Christina Rossetti that many of you may know, describes the condition of the world before the birth of Christ in this way. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago. You may hear or sing that carol and think that the meaning is of some sort of picturesque Charles Dickens winter. Just this past week on Monday or Tuesday night, I introduced my three of my four kids to Home Alone, the, you know, <laughs> as a good father should do, just before bedtime. <laughs> and there's the wintry scene of a, a boy about to be hung by kidnappers in his house, but it's, you know. <laughs> this is not talking about a Dickens-esque winter, its meaning is much deeper and more depressing than that. The world was in a deadly condition of bleak midwinter. The earth was hard as iron. Another carol puts it this way, that sins and sorrows and thorns infested the ground. Water was like a stone. There was snow on snow. You've ever read C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? He portrays the Narnian world, sort of pre-salvation, as, quote, always winter, but never Christmas. 
This is the precondition, the backdrop for the coming of the light. And we see this in the first verse we'll look at, just one verse, Luke 2, verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, I know it's late, and some of you may be barely awake at this hour. So what better way to wake you up than with some New Testament Greek? What's that sound? So that word there at the end of verse 8, night, that word means literally very, very much night. One of the definitions I found of this word was literally night, night. The word in Greek, in case you're wondering, I know you're going to go home and tell all your friends about this. Uh, the word is nuktos. It's a strong word for night. One of the strongest words for dark, dark, dark night that there could be. It's dark night. And so this one word here at the end of verse 8, watch over their flock by night. This sums up an apocalyptic kind of darkness that had blanketed the world in a bleak midwinter. This is the night or the nuktos in which the shepherds were out in the field in verse 8. The kind of dark where you can't see your hand even in front of your face, that kind of dark. And I said this at our earlier services, that God sent his angel when he sent him, at the time of day he sent him to make a point because God could have sent that angel in the morning. God could have sent that angel in the afternoon, but he sent his angel on purpose in the nuptos. God shows on purpose to make a point about the precondition of the coming of the light. And the precondition for the coming of the light is a deadly, dark midwinter. The good news that's pronounced by an angel that we're going to hear, the good news that pierces that night, breaks through into the darkest, you can imagine, night of the world. So this point of application should be obvious to all of us here. I'll make it clear, which is this. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus breaks into the darkness of your soul. That's the application here. Jesus broke into the dark, 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 night, night, nuktos of the world. And he breaks into the darkness of your soul. That's what we see here in the gospel account. So this may be your second time in church today. I recognize some of you, you're repeat customers. That's great. Some of you three times, some of you four times. Any four timers here besides me in the room? All right. Okay. This may be your first time in church in a very long time. And so regardless of whether you've been in church all day today so much that you're glowing or whether this is your first time in a long time and you came in here with some trepidation, I have the same point for all of us and I'm going to rip it off almost word for word from Tim Keller. You are more sinful than you could ever imagine, but in Christ you are more loved and accepted than you could ever dare hope. Christmas is the proof of this good news. Jesus 
came into real darkness. He came into real poverty. So newsflash, he still comes into darkness. He still comes into poverty. So let's not look at Christmas through lenses of sentimentality. Let's look through Christmas as it's the lens of reality. Fact of Christmas, then God came to us in Christ. Implication of Christmas, now God still comes to us in Christ. Jesus has made it easy for us. Confess your neediness, confess your sinfulness, admit to yourself and to God that your condition is bleak midwinter. Your condition is night. And this is the precondition for day. Which leads to the second verse I'd like to draw our attention to. Luke 2 verse 11. I'll start in verse 10 just to help give us context. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, the devil is in the details. Well, in this case, the gospel is in the details. Let me point it out in the detail of verse 11. For unto you is born when? This day. There it is. Think back with me. Our little Greek lesson. Verse 8. When did the angel visit the shepherds? Nuketos. Thank you. Thank you. Nuketos. Strong word. Dark word. Intentional word. Night, night. As night as night could be. Now, here we are in verse 11, and Jesus turns the night to day. It's here in verse 11. The angel doesn't say, for unto you is born this nuptos. For unto you is born this night. He says, for unto you is born this semeron, meaning clear, bright day, today, right now, the day, bright day, lunchtime, day. Today, this day. We sing this carol at our earlier services, and we won't be singing it tonight because for some ridiculous reason, it's not in the 1982 hymnal that's in our pews. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world and sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Carol Ryder got it right. According to human time on our clock, when Jesus was born, it's O Holy Night, or O Holy Nuktos, but it doesn't have the same ring to it, same poetic ring, O Holy Nuktos. <laughs> According to God's redemptive time, though, when Jesus is born, it's a new day. 
Good news of the incarnation. Jesus comes into the darkness of a world in rebellion and sin and in bleak midwinter, and he turns it into day, even though it's night. It's night, but it's day. Even better good news of the incarnation is that Jesus comes into the darkness of your soul and into your rebellion and into your sin and into your bleak midwinter and leads you into day, even though you're stuck in the middle of your night. First Peter 2.9 says that we are called out by God and chosen by God as, quote, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who brought you out of darkness into marvelous light. I wish I'd had the time to check the Greek on this. I really hope here's what it says. I really hope what it says is him who called you out of nuptos and into his marvelous simeron. Because that happened in that field that night with the shepherds. They're in the night of night of nights. They're in the bleak midwinter. And all of a sudden, angel appears and it's day. It's the gospel day. It's the Jesus day. It's back to Narnia. After Aslan breaks the curse of the witch, the dwarf says, this is no thaw. This is spring. The winter has been destroyed, I tell you. This is Aslan's doing. Darn right it is. This is Aslan's doing. This is Jesus' doing. The bleak midwinter of the curse of sin and death and the devil has been utterly destroyed by the cry of a baby in Bethlehem and by the cry of Jesus from the cross. He destroys winter and he turns it into spring. This is the power of Jesus' incarnation, his salvation, his restoration. Jesus came into a sin-sick world as dark as it could be where thorns infest the ground and he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. So bad news is you are more sinful than you could ever dare imagine. There's more nuptos in your heart than you want to admit. The good news is that in Christ, you are more loved and accepted than you can ever dare hope. There is more Samaron in his grace than you could ever fathom. I hope you hear this loud and clear this Christmas. And if you forget, just come back on Sunday or the Sunday after that or the Sunday after that. Because even though it's not going to be Christmas anymore, we'll keep reminding each other of this hope of Christmas. Deal? Deal? The precondition for the coming of the light is always darkness. Jesus shines most brightly in the night. So wherever you feel that darkness in your own soul right now, or your own story, or your own family, let Jesus in. 
God is always coming to you in Christ. So what can I give him? Poor as I am, if I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what I can, I give him. I give him my heart. Father, we thank you again for this good news. Let it ring out over us and from within us by your spirit. Turn our winter into spring, our night into day. All by your grace, this Christmas we pray. Amen.